The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? So we're, we're going to try some wine. I haven't it's had Friday. wine in a while. I know. It is Friday. And I like to, you know, when I get in the mood for wine, I'm like, I love my good wine. Okay. You have a particular wine that you love. Yes. yes. So I got that for sure. But <laughs> I got another one to try because I've been amazed at some of the table wines we really like the red blends yeah. and you know, you either win or you don't win, you know, they could be fair. You know, yeah. I've had a couple fair ones, but this one is four in hand by Paso Robles. Okay. California wine. And it's your ace in the hole. They say, because oh. it's the one that will handle all occasions. Supposedly it's supposed to have hints of black cherry, ripe plum and cassis and aromas of dark chocolate and spicy vanilla complex structure, elegant finish. So it's a good bet. Let's see how it looks. Really deep, deep, deep pruny color. It's got a a silver silver rim. Rim. And it has decent legs. Yeah, it does. And this is a 2019. I get a lot of fruit in the nose. Yeah, like cassis. This reminds me of cassis? cassis cake. I used to serve at a restaurant. That was the sauce that we'd serve with the chocolate cake. I smell. I smell chocolatey. That's what I say. I smell yeah, chocolate dark too. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get the vanilla as much as I get the dark chocolate. It's like you get first the berry and then you get. It's oh, absolutely delicious. That's a good one. Absolutely delicious. I like the acidic finish where it gleeks you. Yeah. That's really nice. Nice but explosion. It's, but it's flavorful. It's a full mouth of just delicious flavors. Yeah. It's got a long finish. It it's leaves got a lot of flavors in it. It's not it's just one yeah. note. It's quite complex, yeah. like they say. Mm-hmm. It is complex, but it's lovely. And I could see, you know, what came to mind right away is like, okay, I see that really cleaning the palate between bites. So that would be really good with you had something that was fatty or. It's got light tannins. Yeah. I think it's a lovely wine. You know, it's fruity. It's, drink- it's very complex. Drinkable. It's drinkable. It's smooth. It's drinkable in a way where it's interesting. Yeah. Like you could, you I can mean, enjoy this. Yeah. See, when I've had wine, you know, you go to events sometimes and, you know, if it's a company event, they don't always give you the greatest wines and, you know, because they're buying cases for the party and you get this red and you're like, oh, it's just not, it's really, it tastes like box wine. It's not good. 
And then this one, though, I could walk around and socialize with this because I'd enjoy the wine. Yeah. This is nice. I think this is lovely. It's a yeah. good one. Yeah. How much was it for a bottle? So this, <laughs> I know, this is the whole point behind that, me trying this. This was $10. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding you. Get a case. So I'm thinking of, it's probably because of the supply chain. Yeah. They had some typical high-end, some really high-end wines. Yeah. And you never know if those are good, right, until right. you try them. And then they have the real low levels, and they have this whole middle. Well, usually the middle is about 15 to 22. Yeah. But the whole middle was all 10, 7.99, 12.99. Wow. And so I was like, ooh, I don't know, because you can win or lose with right. those, right? And so I was like, they have this on a higher shelf. And typically in a store, they put their higher pushes on the top shelf and the right. low ones on the bottom. So I said, okay, this is on the top shelf with all the $30 ones. I'm going to try it. So things like this, this would be great to have on hand just as a red table wine we Absolutely. have on hand all the time. Yeah, no, I think it's lovely. Yeah, it's a good one. Good find. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Chapter 17. Golly. So, you know, first of all, I want to just start off by saying I'm really enjoying this book. I really am. Yeah, I now, mean. Emma, you're a great writer. That's it, really what I have She's to say. a great writer. And what I'm taking with, it's when she puts things into her writing. It's not like you read some writers who use personification and they use it like 50 times in a paragraph. And it does help overly describe the scene and sometimes it's needed like that but emma will you'll be going along and she'll be describing in in depth the hallway and the threadbare rug because of the tread patterns that have happened over years and years and years right so so you get this whole image in your head and then she goes and then they open grandmother's door and the door complained as they opened it yeah, and i was like oh transported yeah it, in so many ways. First of all, I've have been in my grandmother had a Victorian house and, and when you'd open doors they would complain. And I never thought of it that way, but they'd always creak and squeak and all that business. And the way she placed that, that one sentence, I swear to God, that one sentence got me. Because yeah. I stopped reading when we were reading this yeah. and said, Oh my God, that personification was perfect. Like it was perfect. Yeah, but she's just a good storyteller. Well, that's it. You know, she's a it's good not like she thinks. I'm sure she doesn't think. Oh, personification goes here. Da, da, yeah. da, you know, and someone who's not a writer, I would think, how could I make this more colorful, or how could right. I make this right? I'm sure she just writes this way, but it came out in a perfect way. And I've experienced that from other authors while growing up and reading things where they've placed something that I think was genius. That there's no yeah. other, nothing else would have gone there better. Yeah. And it transports you into the story even deeper. Well, you know, what I love about Emma's writing is that it's very easy through the process to put yourself in the story. You can literally imagine almost everything she's I know writing. we say this all the time, yeah. that you feel an alignment with and a relatedness to Elodie. And I, I feel that with Kay. And there's yes. things even in this chapter that I'm like, see, yeah. there she goes. Yeah, you yeah. know, I just relate well, this is a really interesting chapter because, as predicted from the previous chapter, they become lovers. Mm -hmm. They spend the night together. And the chapter begins with 
them in bed in the morning. And there's, you know, interaction and conversation around touching and looking and seeing and talking with each other that really gets at the heart of what their dilemma is. Kay wants to have a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and isn't that interested in a in no strings attached dynamic. And Elodie is scared of relationship because she's afraid of being hurt. But she's talking about it. This is the first time that they start dancing around it. Yeah. Because Kay really was specific to what she wanted. Like she felt to be able to love, to be loved and to experience love is like the most important thing. And so although I've loved, if I don't go after like the brass ring, if you will, and find my one, I'll feel like I lost an opportunity in my life. And Elodie hears this and it scares her because she feels vulnerable and exposed. But she says that she says she shares that she has struggled with this. Listen, I totally get Elodie. I do. You know, in my past life, I pretended to be happy. I did. Mm -hmm. I was unhappy, but I pretended to be happy. So I immersed myself in my work and I got like accolades at work and acknowledgement at work and achievements at work. Right. But in relationship, I was deeply lonely and deeply unhappy and feeling very diminished and demeaned and devalued. And that was my life. And this is Elodie's life. Yeah. And, you know, when you and I took on the journey of creating a relationship, Mm -hmm. I was very guarded. I was very guarded. You were very (laughs) (laughs) Elodie-ish. Because even Kay said, I love you. Yeah. Prematurely, I'm sure. I mean, I didn't say that on one of the first dates and stuff. But she felt that. Yeah. So she said it. Put herself out there, risked. I remember that. I was really thinking that. Like, here I am. I'm just going to put myself out there. This could totally... I mean, I was looking at worse scenarios. I was like, this could totally end the dynamic right now because (laughs) he could be so scared or not want that or not know what he wants that he'll just push me away. So I had to be like, okay, I mean, this is stupid, but I had to think, okay, I might have to pack my stuff up today. Where am I going to go for the next few nights? Right. Where would I, what, how would I handle this? I need to think about this. But it didn't stop me from saying it. No. Because you were it very ha- courageous. It had to be said. You were very courageous. And when you confronted me with that, my reaction to that was to like process it. Mm-hmm. I processed it. I was like, oh, okay. I said, okay, I got it. Well, very much like Elodie. Like, right. Elodie was processing. And it isn't like the person that says it first mm-hmm. wants the other person necessarily to say I love you back what they want well I can only speak for myself but what I wanted was to be to be authentic and tell you where I'm at so you're not misled like if I'm acting away and you're wondering what the motive is well this is why I I am acting this way and then it frees me too to then whether you're on board or not for me to live into how I'm authentically feeling and just go with it mm. And at some point I knew if it didn't work for you, you would be uncomfortable and tell me that's not working for me. Right. But I didn't have to pretend anymore because up until that point, I probably thought about that for quite a while before I even said it. So in that phase of thinking about it before I said it, I was living somewhat inauthentically to myself 
because I wanted to say it, mm. but I was waiting for the time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. The amount of emotional energy that was wrapped up in our experience. Yeah. We can completely experience that in this book, oh, in yeah. this chapter. Oh, yeah. Because that first part of the chapter was really about them confronting the possibility of relationship, the possibility of being apart, the experiences from the past. They just, it was all like wrapped up into that whole first part. And then they go off to the chateau. Yes. And the chapter flips from this like really deep kind of conversation to one where it's a little more light, you know, playful. light and playful. And they kind of work their way through the chateau, this beautiful dining room, yeah. the like intimidating paintings on the wall. Yeah. The and massive... Kay's enraptured with it. Loves it, yeah. She loves it. And Elodie makes a choice at the moment to bring her to her grandmother's bedroom and give her this beautiful silk sari that her grandmother had only worn one time. And had it made for her. That she had it made for her and was intended to give to Elodie for her marriage. And Elodie chooses. So we already know what kind of sari it is. It's like a super sari. Super. It's a super sari. <laughs> yeah. And Kay's overwhelmed, overwhelmed by this yeah. gift because for one, it's not just a gift. It's a family heirloom right. being given to her. Right. And she feels... God, her response is exactly how I would act. Yeah. In like, oh no, you don't have to give it to me. I can't take it, right? You know, it's too val. It's too. It means too much. And yeah. she's like, no, it needs to be worn. And there's another side of me that I've shared with you recently with my new chapter of living is like this may be redundant, but I'm going to share it anyway because I think it's important. Um, you know, we got married, not us, but like when our marriages happened. There's traditional things that happen with that, like you're given China or you're given certain things that are supposed to be part of like the specialness of you getting married, right? Right. And a lot of like wedding goblets and things like that, right? And so a lot of times people like, oh, we'll put those on the shelf and save those puppies. And then our first anniversary, we'll have that frozen piece of yucky wedding cake in our (laughs) freezer and we'll... We'll drink out of those goblets every anniversary. Right. And and of course, and I never had China at my wedding, but I was way too practical for that. In fact, I think someone said, didn't you pick out a pattern for, and I go, so this is what's going to happen. When I pick out a pattern, that's fine. It's what I want. And then people are going to buy me pieces of it. And so I'm going to get a gravy boat and I'm going to get these pieces. I'm not going to get a full set. Right. Then I have to complete the fucking set. Right. And I'm like. And that's not what I'm interested in doing. Right. And I'm more practical and I want to use something every day. So at the time, because I was young, I was like, just, I want every, I want things I can use. Well, in retrospect now, as my family is aging and I get these heirloom things sent to me occasionally from the family, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to use this. Right. Like, I love my grandmother and she's passed now, but at my wedding, she gave me probably the most exceptional gift. I got these wonderful platters and I never got them through the divorce, which is really disappointing because they were actually for me, not for my ex, but it was like a thorn in my side to have him keep those. So whatever. But she sent me a couple bowl, just a simple bowl of purple glass, which purple is our, is her signature color, which yeah. has become my signature color yeah. and two little small bowls. That's all they were. And you can think of a million ways you serve with them, right? 
But what's so fantastic, they were blown glass. So she went to the glass museum and got them as blown glass and presented them. And they were such that I could use every day. And I swear to God, all through my marriage, I use them and I have them. So for me, when I see people have China, I always say, oh, that should be China should be every day because think about our meals when we have meals. I'm getting off topic, but I I think it's important. Think about when we have (laughs) meals, we have meals. Why is it we don't have it on our best? We we do, of course, but I'm just saying, why do people not have it on their best? Why is not every day a day of being in in exquisiteness and having your well, China that, that's out. living in abundance and living in scarcity. Well, and I think people worry, Oh, I could break a dish. Sure. And then, yeah, you can. And that's, that's, that's what it, that's you're using, using the plates. Right, I mean, exactly. that's what you're using. And so I think I've always been in that round. Right. And so now I'm like living into that. Yeah. And, I, and I, and to get us back to the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know it <laughs> off topic. It's, it's the so, Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Manhattan speaks. <laughs> So to get us back to the topic, Elodie's gifted this beautiful sorry sorry to Kay and invited her to a evening out in the next week or something. Like yeah, that. and she's also put forward this idea of an investment in Scotland. She was really worried about that too. Well, le- legitimately, it's a bit sketchy. So she puts it forward. Yep. And the chapter comes to an end with them still interacting, still relating, but now as lovers. And it's like a new experience. They have to interact with each other as lovers. Yeah, it's interesting. The whole sorry gift. I think Elodie's struggling. Sure. I I think they both are. But Elodie for sure is struggling on the whole, it's just for fun. We're just having fun in the moment. Yet she's never given any of her other blue spa room lovers. There's also a comment in the chapter where, she actually believes in love. She believes in it. And she that's what I'm talking about. When they yeah. did communicate, they were talking about, she was talking about these things I think lead to me having fear on love. And then she does believe in love. Yeah. They haven't communicated on this level no. yet. And no. so this was key because I see the doors opening. Elodie's trying without knowing the path to yeah. this kind of love. She's opening these doors without even really realizing it because I think it's her authentic self. She's enamored with Kay and it drives her to act in ways of doing things. And I think to myself, I'm going to share something special. For example, you, I'm taken because I just did a writing on this. I'm taken with this whole recent gift you gave me was a commissioned piece of art right? that was of me by a digital artist who created something and you surprised me with it. And I think to myself, what? Who, whose lover gives them commission art? I'm sure there are people out there, but let's just think of like all the people together, how many times this happens. I'm like, that would be the furthest thing that I think would ever happen to me. Like at any level, like if someone said, someone's going to do this for you, I'd be like, no, it's not going to happen. Why would they do that? But when you see that, I see this sorry thing. I see the same kind of thing, this this pathway to expression of your love for someone. And Elodie, you see it, you know it. So I'm not saying you're ignorant on that, but Elodie is doing things as a lover and doesn't quite know how they fit, but she's instinctively doing it. But Elodie is trying to engage Kay. Oh yeah. That she gets to a point at, toward the end of the conversation in this chapter where 
she invites Kay to do the interior decorating for her mansion or for her um, chateau. chateau. Yeah. To keep her engaged because she wants to keep her engaged. And she specifically said in the very beginning when she was watching Kay sleep yeah. that she was going to soak up every second of right. the design and keep her as long as she could do the design. So love is happening. Love is happening. Love is in the air. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!